Welcome to Beer Plus Three, where we try to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. I uh, had something written for this intro, and it's all gone. But one thing I do know is is that I'm Jeff. I'm one of the hosts, and then with us today is, of course, the man who's dropped his pants at least in the last two episodes, and that is Doctor Michael Zamora. I don't. I wish I was a doctor. Well, you were this week. You were cleaning up a virus out of some uh, bodies. That's very true. (laughs) Also with us today, uh, our special guest, my incredibly awesome, beautiful wife, Jamila Sanchez-Selma. Hello. There you go. It is, what is it, March 27th, 2015, and we are Beer Plus 3. Too bad Rick couldn't be here. Rick, the producer, is gone, so I get to be the producer today, and I'm sure that chaps his ass. Well, he's going to be more okay with it if it comes... Well, no, that's a good question. So if we fuck it up and this doesn't record for some reason... like it, Oh, it's he, recording. Yeah. So is he more happy when we fuck it up and we don't get a proper episode? Or is he more happy if we're able to succeed and produce something? I think he's simply happy to have control over everything. Yeah. That's like, okay. Like, all the stuff that's now in front of me, mm-hmm. he likes to have control of all this shit. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. I mean, I'd rather I, not... I am. Yeah. It's less work for me to do. All yeah. I have to do is write. And then we get to bitch at him all week about getting the episode I out. Know. We have to <laughs> nag his ass. It's like, it's not we have where to we're... nag him like, like a grandmother. Did you do that? Did you do that? You know? It's not like we're fucking doing anything. We know you're the one doing all the work, Rick. All we're doing is... I know, I know. Well, still, you know, it, never mind. That's a contention I have. I do miss Rick, but that, that's Absolutely, fine. absolutely. He, he, brings, he brings balance to the yin and yang that is you and I, so... I am glad that you brought your wife, though, to perform for us, with us. <laughs> On the microphone, although I had intended, you know, you know, you know, you'd said she she might have been leaving town for the weekend, so I was like, I'm going to do this episode in the buff because it's going to be at my house. I'm going to be relaxed. I'm just going to sit here naked. We'll see what happens. Right on. But you know, we got mixed There'd company be much now. Pictures being taken. Yeah. Did you see our fan? Our well, fan. one of our fans. He, he he's a comedian from Canada. Did you see that guy? No, I tried to find he's him. Following us on Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to get him on. I will have to look up his name. Well, maybe the next time we're in Blaine, because, you know, Blaine's real we're close to Blaine. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to reach. Sorry. I'm going to be like reach. a 20-minute drive for him. Pardon my reach. But, anyway, I don't have Twitter on here. What the fuck am I thinking? How do you not have Twitter on your phone? Because uh, it's a brand new phone, and I haven't fucking got everything on here. I forgot one of my podcasts on here. I was like, oh, shit, the Canon. I have to get the Canon on here. Yeah, it's new and so. new. I heard that you got a new phone. I was listening to last yeah. week's episode. I wasn't there. So I heard that you got a yeah. new phone. I heard exactly. that you, you broke your your phone by hip-checking the slot machine? Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, when when you have a, a, like a three or 400-pound machine and you're moving it by yourself, I'm strong enough to kind of shift them around, but often I'll have to use like you know my legs to kind of push. Yeah. You know, and, and you kind of walk them into place by pushing one side and the other. So with your hands and your, your, your hip or your leg, you push them. Yeah. Well, I, I pushed really hard on this one because it was huge and heavy. It has a, uh, I think it must be a 47-inch um, screen yeah. that does this kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's a curved screen. 
curved. Almost, yeah, so they it got, comes down like this. They got high tech shit in that. Oh casino. yeah, it's a very expensive monitor. They, I hope we never have to replace. But, but uh, um, yeah, it, and it's a really big, heavy machine. It's a beautiful machine. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. But it's really freaking heavy. So I, I just with, and of course my phone's in my pocket, and I don't have a protection like I do on this one. Yeah. Notice I have a lovely OtterBox like tape. I don't know what an OtterBox mm-hmm. is, but that's what everyone calls it. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to call it. Anyway, it's a nice little case, and uh, yeah, I have that now because I it already, mine was already shattered. I had that OtterBox once. That bitch tried to bite me. Yeah, you know I was being as kind as I could to the otter. Did it use little rocks with its tiny little fuzzy hands <laughs> yeah. and try to hit you? Wasn't wasn't going for it. <laughs> yeah, it, you know that's all sweet and great and stuff. But you know what I got Crack to thinking open your was oyster and let it drool. I'm sitting here thinking about it. if the screen is so nice they can't put some casters on b- below it so you can just kind of roll it. I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, you're in a high tech world and you can't put a couple wheels on the bottom. Uh, no, no, you don't want wheels on those. What, if somebody go take it home with them? No, we'll we'll. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, wheels, and then you have locks. locks and no, no. Uh, unfortunately, no. It, 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 while it's a it's a good idea, uh, two things. Little wheels wouldn't work. You'd have to have big wheels to actually move it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, little wheels would be like those little caster wheels, even something like this big or even uh, something similar to like a skateboard wouldn't mm-hmm. work very well because, first of all, number one, we're on a carpet. Number two... Even having them bolted together, like the bases bolted together, people sit down and kick and punch and and lean against and and whatever so much that it actually moves the whole. No, you can have like in planes, you press a button and they come down. (laughs) That would be awesome. Well, that'd be super awesome. You know, all that's great, but I I'm sitting here thinking about L and I claims because you know the the first thing that jumped out at me when I heard that you were hip checking slot machines, like damn it, he's going to put himself in the hospital again. Well, would I, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you're not going to bust open your uh, my gut. No, I haven't done that yet. I've I've been slightly mindful of my uh, my my elderly weakness. Yeah. Well, I, you, you know, from what I understand, you know, you're dropping weight. You're doing yoga now with your wife. Yeah, I am. I, that, that was kind of one thing I wanted to talk about. Is the yoga? It's really helped me out tremendously. You don't know how much it's helped me out. Not with weight wise per yeah. se. You're I mean, I st- I'm still though. a flat fu- no, fat no, no. fuck. No, no, no. Even in weight wise. But flexible. Yeah. I mean, I I my back doesn't hurt anymore all the time. Like I get up and my back isn't stiff. Yeah, um, I get home from work, my neck isn't stiff and sore and stuff, but you know it's it's working out. It's, I mean, I skip probably more days than I should, mm-hmm. uh, but you know I do it what maybe at least four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. That's plenty, I, you know. And I, it's a different session every time, so we don't do the same things every time, right? Because my wife's really good at it. She can she can go all uh, in places where I. I I could never find myself within. Well, myself, you just lay back so. and enjoy it, Jeff. I mean, no, it was, it I was, do. I enjoy it a lot. I just it was watch. this. It was this exercise. Just the popcorn. It was this exercise that you are flat in your in, in your back, you know, laying down. And the point of the thing is, curve your back and put the top of your head on the floor so you curve like that. Mm-hmm. Jeff cannot do that. Suddenly, right, yeah. see, oh, am I doing it right? He's on the floor. He was doing this. Look. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at him just start laughing so you really think you're doing the exercise so he was, he was he laying was just doing I was laying on the floor looking up <laughs> you moved your, eyebrow, yeah. your eyes backwards <laughs> yeah. eyes to the back of the head uh, I'm doing it right yeah. <laughs> that's where you start though I mean, that, that, that's the start yeah. exactly. now he can do it a little bit better you know he mm-hmm. can put his head but he at least 
cuts a little bit. No, there's there's a lot of things I can actually do better. I can actually uh, sit now with my legs straight out. I could never do that before. Like just sit huh? like this with my legs straight out. I c- I could never do that before. Huh? Have like, you have two months you, ago? I couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah, squat doggy yet? What what is squat doggy? What is, well, I don't, yeah. you're, you're all confused. She, she's doing a squat doggy, and I just want to see what her squat doggy was because that's not what oh, I, I can't. Doing. I can't do the like put one leg up in your crotch and then do that unbalance yeah. on yeah. one leg because, yeah. first of all, I have no balance, yeah. none. No, I have no balance whatsoever. Right. I can barely get around on two legs, let alone one. No, so. no it is the one that you put your butt down. With legs like these, that looks very easy, but it's actually kind of. Oh, no, I can do that one. That one's but it's easy. Kind of, yeah, yeah, but it's. It's, it's tough after, you know, the five minutes or whatever it is. I'm sure our two listeners it. figured out where I was going. You guys got all technical on me. It's like, what? you know, sometimes you do doggy right and you're on your knees. Oh. Squat doggy, you're on your feet. Oh, I get it, yeah. <laughs> right. When you get flexible enough, that's the one you can do. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> You're very silly. Do you think you're going to want to be flexible? No, I will never be flexible, but I'll be able to bend over better. That's that's all. Yeah. As long as so. you keep your back. I mean, if I ever go to prison, I'll be able to give them some pleasure. That's all I'm saying. You know where I uh, where <laughs> where I can really appreciate that flexibility is just you know and having good back health. You know, cause that's you, that's you, where that's it, what I'm excited about. Right. You know, earlier this week, I, I went to the physical therapist. I had been putting it off for weeks and weeks. Somebody had convinced me that I needed, you know, they're like, Mike, you know, you got kind of round in the middle, and I've always been kind of round in the middle. So they convinced me that I should be doing more core exercises, even though I do quite a few core exercises. I just, you know, I don't, you know, I've got back problems, so I can't, you know, do a lot of the core exercises without yeah. fucking myself up. Well, somebody goaded me into doing, you know, sit-ups on the uh, on the, the weight bench inverted. Like like I couldn't do it. That's of course, a bad idea. Yeah, it was a horrible idea. It must somebody somebody must have dared you, and you went, "My dick's bigger than that," and so you had to do it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's 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 how that goes. Yeah. So bad idea. Yoga helps build muscle in your lower back right. and in several other places in your back. So you should be you should you should do yoga. More. You should be able like to real do, yoga, not that whatever club no, bullshit. Yoga is just as good. No. Yeah. But that you know, developing all that muscle in your back will help you align the the bones and the nerves. But no more, uh, no more getting talked into doing sit ups because I know I can do sit ups. I don't need to be talked into doing them. (laughs) You're thirsty. Somebody's thirsty. They don't need a drink. Do you need a drink, Jeff? Look like you're tapped out. I'm good. We should open this one. This is the uh, session. Sorry, I always. What were we just drinking though? It's so yummy. That I don't know. You brought it from Oregon. Oh, I did, didn't I? That was the uh, Lucky Labrador. That's a brewery in Oregon. They don't ship their beer anywhere. I don't even know if they sell it outside of their own breweries. But that was their barley wine. Thank you very much. That was their barley wine, and it was called... It was named after the movie Old Yeller, because all of their their beers tend to be named after. Old Yeller Barley Wine. It it was delicious. I would definitely... I don't really like barley wine, and that was good. Me neither. I don't really care for it, but that one was great. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was, 
I, I went in there and I got a sample. I was like, well, let me try the barley wine. You know, he says it's kind of our special thing we're doing right now. I was like, well, I'll give it a chance. You know, sometimes I like these. Not every time, but sometimes Sometimes like, they're good. Some, and But most of the time I have not liked them. That one was one of the better ones. That one was terrific. Not only that, but uh, we brought that home Sunday. And today's Friday. And it was still good. We, I had brought back a bunch of beer because we were supposed to be recording on Tuesday. Yes, but I ended up working 14 or 14 plus hours. And, and Rick wanted to take a vacation from the podcast. He was getting tired of our asses, and he wanted to go down to the Oregon coast. So he had a lot of extra work to With his there. wife and persons. Yeah, you know, so he left. So I was stuck drinking my beer with Nicole and the neighbor, and uh, we did a pretty fair job. Not as good as we had done if you and Rick had been here, but uh, we had their Super Dog, which is a terrific IPA. That's another one they do in-house. It's not Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Super Dog. Really good, and then I'm trying to read the label through my wife's armpit of the other ones called No Pity, and no that pity. was that was yeah. her pale L, and that's probably one of the outside pity, of the pity, sweet pity. ass, the good life sweet ass. Outside of that, that's yeah. probably like my second favorite uh, pale L that I've had recently. It's very mm-hmm. very hoppy, balanced. Mysterian is still one of my favorites. That's a good one. It's good. It's so delicious. Yeah, sweet ass is terrific though. It is really good. I yeah. drank a whole lot of sweet ass last week. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I bet That's you the name of the picture. Yeah. Sweet a as, a s, not a s s. Sweet, sweet yes. as, and then it has something else after that. I think just sweet as pale ale. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I saw it today. It was in one of the places in town, but I was like, oh, we've already had that. I'm not going to get that. Mm-hmm. This this is a session IPA from. Oh, I wish I could remember now. A brewery that Pelican, I think. I want to say Pelican? No, it's not Pelican. It's Full Sail. This is a Full Sail uh, Session IPA. Yeah, another brewery out of Portland. Another brewery out of Portland. Uh, the other one is, an, uh, is the Old Chub from Oscar. Yeah. And Oscar. then I brought us some Transporter Porter oh. from Coulson. Boy, you got a party later to go to. You, we Shh. might not finish it all. Don't tell it. Yes, yes, it is uh, uh, one of our uh, guests that we've had on a couple of times in the last year that we've been doing this podcast, just about a year. Uh, this is our 41st episode, and uh, Caleb's birthday party, he turns 38 today. Caleb's Happy like my, birthday, Caleb. Happy birthday, Caleb. Caleb's like my favorite person that never invites me to anything he's doing. Like really? A lot of the people I know who don't invite me to shit, he's my okay, favorite. Let's go, you're driving. <laughs> oh, just you, you can come with us? Nah. Kids can watch themselves. They're fine. I'll wait for him to... I, I, I'm, I'm trying to do Caleb right. Like I'm trying to elevate myself to the point where hey, I get this invited. Is, I've known Caleb for four or five years now, and this is the first time he's invited me to anything. So, Okay. Well, I guess i got to know him for a couple more years then. And then yeah. And I'll work my way in. I just kind of thought he... Well, he was like, oh, if Mike comes over, he, everybody's going to be looking at him and not at me. I'm he's like the handsome man, not me. I think I think about. in that group of friends, like their their little group of like uh, Kevin and Sean and Caleb and Tamara and, and and those guys is like I'm the fungus that just had to stay around long enough for them to be like, okay, he's just one of us now. Yeah, that guy, that guy. I'm that guy that just like stands there long enough, and he's the guy on the couch. That's you're, me. You're like that Shaolin monk, he, the, the guy, guy who wanted to become the Shaolin monk who sat outside the door for the ninety days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, the, he's the guy that he pops up in every picture. So who's that guy? Who's that guy until everybody recognizes yeah. him? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's that's Beto. <laughs> everybody knows him. He actually did that at some wedding, like a two complete strangers' wedding, apparently. No, he in every picture of the family of the groom. Oh, because we went right. the part of the of the bride. When the groom, he pops in every picture. Oh, 
family picture. Who are you? Meto. <laughs> every picture. And Erika, you know, the, the bride was telling me that, that they were looking at pictures, you know, the family. And said, you know, his family is, who is that? <laughs> and that's Beto. <laughs> <laughs> like her uncle, third party removed <laughs> uncle. Oh, that's Beto. That's Beto. <laughs> Cousin, oh, that's Beto. Why is he in every picture? Because that's Beto. It is. Because he's a good time guy. He's a good. He can yeah. be very, very much fun. He usually, yes, he's always a lot of. Oh, fun especially. Oh man, at, at, at you guys' party. birthday, at his and yours' birthday. Oh Jesus, he was. I had never seen that man so wasted. Not in a very long time. I've seen him that wasted before, but not in a very long time. He was good and he was, ready, wasn't he? He was having a good time. He was. He was a happy guy. He was like, I'm not driving home. There's no need for me to like be reserved here. Exactly. Exactly. He was having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I like to see that in him. We we were, we went to see them on Sunday, and he, he told me no, I had a great time. I he, got he, said, he told me I was smoking Nicole cigar, Mike cigar, your cigar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cigarette, the electronic cigarette. So that's what I was losing it all the time. <laughs> yeah. so I think I was doing the same smoking because Beto was. He's the one that lost your that thing. He was grabbing it all the time and leaving with it. So I don't find it. So Nicole loaned me one, or you, you gave me one. So but those better leave mine in somewhere. So he grabbed mine too. So he was just stealing the car. He vaps from everybody. The evaps. I like it. I'm gonna call him that from now on. Evaps. Evaporate. Evaps. It's called cold. Evaps. Electronic cigarettes. Evaps. No, the electronic cigars are the other ones. Oh. Remember the ones that you bought me in the beginning? Yeah. Those, those, are the those were kind of cool looking, I thought. Those are, these are vapor, vapors. Vaporizer. So this is a Session IPA. This is a Session IPA from a not-so-good brewery. But I thought I would, I would grab it because you never know. I've, I have had at least one good beer from Full Sail. So. I've had one as well. I think I've, we both had the I've same, the good, same. <laughs> good beer. <laughs> this is not bad. It's just... It it really stands out as being a session A IPA. Like I've had some session IPAs l- lately, where I thought, well, this is a really good IPA. Who gives a fuck if it's a session IPA? This tastes no, like a session IPA. I don't even think so. No, because session IPA has has that, that it has a nice like crisp nose without the hoppiness, but the after effect is is where you get the hop. Yeah. And this is just there's, there's no nose. And then no hop. And there's a lot of water. There's barely any hop. There's a lot of water in this beer. Yeah. It's, it's like they took an IPA, right, and then just dumped in a bunch of water to, like, turn the alcohol <laughs> level down. So th- this is this is beer Kool-Aid yeah. is really what it is. They, just, they t- took beer concentrate and made Kool-Aid. Well, they, you know, Full Cell does have that session beer. You'd think they'd have session down, right? You'd think they'd have that figured out. No. Right? No. 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 Go back. But, yeah. Maggie's was closed, first of all, when I got there. Right. Apparently, they don't open until 4 on Friday, which I thought was kind of odd, because generally you'd think they'd open a little early. That's one of the problems I have with getting beer on Fridays, and that's what, a lot of times why I end up at the co-op, because most of the places where you go get a growler, I try to leave work at noon or 1 at the latest, and most places not open yet for serving growlers. Well, um, everything is open except for Wander and... Maggie's. Those are the only two places I've found closed on Friday that early. Everything else is open. 
Like Greens, they were open. That's where I got all this. Oh, yeah, Greens is good. Greens I've is only been there though once, though. Yeah, it, it, they have a lot of good selection there. And they still have Abyss. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm? What's this? Somebody calling me? Mm-mm. Oh. But no, they, they still have the Abyss. I just bought a 750 of uh, Ivan the Terrible. Ivan the Terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible From- Ivan. Um, and yeah, that's what I called it last week. But uh, we had a whole growler of it last week, and it kind of kicked our asses. That stuff is really good, isn't it? Oh my it? god, it is good. I just think it's failed moostrel. Like, how do you fail upward like that? Like, I I don't know. It's it's moostrel is is not the best porter out there. Yeah. It really is not. Yeah. In fact, is moostrel a porter or a scotch? I think it's, I think just it's a, a brown. I thought it was a brown ale. No, I maybe thought, not. Maybe I don't. I've had it I before. I didn't enjoy it enough to have it a second time. Yeah, no. I we used to drink it a lot back in the nineties when, yeah. when I was young, and not an old fuck like I am now. To me, it doesn't but, sound like 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 a failure. It was somebody who was like, uh, "Let me pretend I'm making moose drool, and I'm going to do my own thing over here. And when it's done, I'm going to say I fucked up the moose drool, and they're going to enjoy it." Yeah, like let's, let's hope that's what happened. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, Google. Moose drool. Hold on, we'll, we'll figure this out. Big Scribe Brewing, this rule is the worst. You know, you're right, it's a brown ale. Brown ale. It's a brown ale. So how is that moose drool? Because that's definitely like a porter or even a stout. Yeah. It's like somewhere in between a porter and a stout. I yeah, mean, it's got... It's certainly got that nutty tone of a porter, but then it's got that, that almost the texture of a stout. It's so... Just amazing. Yeah, that's no, a really good beer. I'm mm-hmm. not going to argue. They still have some of those, by the way. They're yeah. only like 15 bucks. Really? Oh, yeah. I can't spend $15 on beer. No? Well, uh, it's still that's super good. yummy. I would, I would, yeah. I only need the little 12-ounce bottle, though, because I'm not drinking a whole 750 by myself. Well, who says you're going to be by yourself? I'll be well, there. I buy three little 12s. I'll, I'll be there for six, you. Six, six 12s. I'm there for you. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Okay. This is like the most mellow podcast I think we've ever done. Yeah, because when you guys talk about beer, I cannot talk. That's true. That's true. Couch sex. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already covered that. I don't yeah. know if we, we can did, name but, a but, podcast that again. Yeah, but uh, well, it's Friday again, and, and Friday is sex ed day for Oliver. Ah, sex ed day. That's a good. That's a good time. So Oliver comes running in the house after school today, and he's excited. And I got home what early. Or is it Ed's sex? What did you learn Ed's? today? <laughs> what did you learn today? Mm-hmm. Well, the penis can be phallic. Whatever. I can't. I can't even talk. All the whole day. Right now, all, it's a little bit, a little bit more anatomy, you know? Like they're teaching about the female organs. It's just anatomy right now. It's not really sex education. That's yeah, I think by, by, tenth, by tenth grade, they're teaching doggy style and squat doggy style. <laughs> Fifth grade, they're just learning about what a penis is, what a vagina is. Would you like a chocolate Gross. pretzel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he comes running up to the door, right? And he's so excited. And he's like, Dad, 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 there was a free couch. And Johnny's bringing it home. I look down the street, and sure enough, there's a group of little kids standing at the end of the street trying to lift this couch. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and they're taking it. They're trying to take it to Johnny's house, and I, I don't know if it was going to Johnny's house or somebody else's house. Dad, can I go help? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. get down there and help, son. And, uh, you know, I didn't jump to that at first because I thought, who the fuck, you know? 
your Nikita, come on, Nikita comes rolling up with some neighborhood couch that was left out <laughs> the floor. I would laugh. My aunt, she's the one that'd be pissed and freaked out. I would just laugh and laugh. I'd be like, "Yeah, that's awesome." And like, Dad, can you come help? And I'm looking at him. Oh, no, no, I, I'm not. The neighbor is not getting mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take this ca- oh go ahead Oliver you go help yeah, I know you want to help absolutely you should go so help your friends man these five little kids these little ten year olds are lifting <laughs> this couch <laughs> they, they do a really good job and I don't know how many blocks they've walked already but they've already gotten it across the major major intersection <laughs> And they're they're walking up the street, and they they make it as far as across the street from my house, and I'm getting ready to go to the gym, and I roll out, and I see Johnny sitting on the sidewalk in that couch, just looking pleased as pie, (laughs) pleased as motherfucking pie, and I couldn't help but smile, because every, every, go little Johnny, every, every, every man knows that feeling of accomplishment, like, I put my mind to getting this shit done. Everybody knows that shit. I convinced somebody to help me, and I've gotten it as far as my front fucking yard, and He's sitting in there, and I was so pleased for him. But at the same time, I was thinking, God, that couch is awfully dirty. I, I He's probably like sitting there waiting for his mom or dad to come yeah. home, going, "Look what I got!" <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't help but think, but every couch has had a lot of sex on it, and that couch is particularly dirty. So, son, let that be part of your sexual education today. All couches are fucking filthy, and Johnny, as happy as he looks, is sitting on an AIDS couch right now. No, it's not an AIDS couch. He should have. You should have told your son is like looking at cushions see if you can find some money <laughs> get some of that money out of the cushion yeah don't stick yourself with a hypodermic needle i don't know which yeah, well house look before from. you grab that's a, it's <laughs> that's that's rule number one always look before please you grab. this fucking pie was that little johnny though man he yeah, couldn't have been any happier go on here good on him way to go johnny a little johnny little johnny as fucked up as my week was, he had an awesome week. I don't, I don't care what else happened yeah. to him this week. He got that couch I don't know how many blocks. <laughs> and I'll be damned, given the expression on his face, if his parents were telling him no. Skyler helped. Oh, Skyler helped. Skyler Way helped. to go, Skyler. Yeah. Who, Vinny? You yeah. got a friend named Vinny? No, I, they, he, has a, he has a cousin named Vinny. Vinny and Skyler. Holy shit, you got a cousin named Vinny? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Holy shit. You should be uh, taking advantage of that. Like, don't fuck with me. I'll bring Vinny in. He'll mow you down over there. Forget about it. Vinny. Is his name Vincent? Yes. You should call him like Vinny the Nose or so. You should just make up some shit about him like Flatfoot Vinny well, we'll or, or something, you know. Come Christmas, we'll have to Vinny the Snitch. Next time we see him. We don't run into him that often. He's no. busy. He's busy. You know, he's, he's busy what, kid. 14. He's out there sowing his uh, seeds of hormones all over the place, you know. Who knows? He's a good kid, though. Like Jack him. off Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, lefty. How about lefty? How about how about two towel Vinny? <laughs> two towel Vinny. Tube sock Vinny. <laughs> Vinny the tube sock. <laughs> tissue. Yeah? Vinny tissue? Vinny. Tissue Vinny? No, that, first you have to see his personality. If you don't know him, you cannot put He's him fourteen. Him. Yeah, I know him. He's <laughs> only, <laughs> he's only fourteen one. year old boys are easy to know. Yeah. They only come in one flavor. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> The wind blows, and they go, ah, ah, ah. that's pretty much it. And that would be similar to this movie I watched a few weeks back. 
You seen it? R100? I have seen it. We're getting into that already. Yeah, wow. why not? We'll We're call. advanced. We're only 40 minutes in. This podcast is over. It's already done. We're like... Well, the movie. Yeah, we're going to talk the, about movie, the movie, absolutely. Movie is War R one hundred. I if I had if my laptop worked, I would have all my shit, but it doesn't work right now. It's 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 dead. It's dead. If we had one of those per- people you had last week, which we should have that person every week. What do you call that? An intern. An intern. Yeah, we need we need to get her every week on the podcast because I know he. Um, uh, Brandon may be running a game tonight, but I bet she is not in the game. So we should just have. Well, that was my first intro. thought when you said Brandon couldn't come, and I said, you know, I like Brandon, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> no shit, no shit. <laughs> Bring my intern. <laughs> R one hundred. Not all one hundred. R one hundred. Stupid Google. Our Star Blazers. Our Star Blazers. Why, what do you want to know about R100 with the director and everything? Absolutely. That's what I'm looking up. I'm trying to look it up. It we, was not. We don't have an intern this week. It was not Toshiro Mifune. It was. Uh, apparently, he's a. Uh, um, Famous. A fairly. or pretty big comedian in Japan. The guy mm-hmm. who wrote and directed this movie. Was oh. it? There it is. There they are. See him? Yeah. There's all the ladies. Yeah. Beautiful. Ladies. Ladies. Was the guy who was the director well, also the no. guy who played the cop? <laughs> I don't no. know. He may have been. The I guy who played the... It was interesting. I was watching this, and I, I recognized a lot of the actors from it. And then I went to go IMDB it, and then they start listing everything in their Japanese name. And I'm like, this is fucking... Sp-. Hitoshi Matsumoto. Yeah? Hiroshi? Hitoshi Matsumoto is the uh, writer and director of the film. And I can't remember what exactly he plays. I'll go to the IMDb, because that's about as good as we're getting it. Actually, no, IMDb sucks. Don't go there. No, um, I was going to say, don't go to IMDb for any kind of Japanese movie, because... They don't, they don't actually um, display the character. They just display a bunch of names. The only one that has a character is the, the woman there. In, in so it wasn't Hitoshi Matsumoto. Yeah, that's what I said. Hitoshi Matsumoto. That was the director. Okay. Yeah, See, director, I, writer. Um, he was one of the. Uh, he also is in it. Yeah, he plays the cop. Does he play the cop? The cop who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You've got somebody whipping your ass. Yeah, I, I love that scene. I love that yeah, scene. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. There was some extremely. Doing things that you enjoy, <laughs> but because they're doing too kinky, you. I'm complaining. It's nothing I can do about it. You agreed. Yeah, you, you signed a contract. It's, it's consensual, and you it's like consensual. It. You like it? What's the problem here? <laughs> you know? The rest of us are fucking eating dick. Every I love. Day. I love his final statement. We're always open. <laughs> it's like you're the police department. I it, it's funny open. though because I recognized him, and then it took me a while till today when I sat down to finally start researching like who was in this movie, and then I recognized where I knew him from. As Nicole and I used to watch his comedy program all the time because it was there used to be a TV channel called ASEAN for the ASEAN people, and we used to watch the Japanese music videos and the Korean music videos. But before that was his television show with him and the funny guy. Him and the funny guy? He, he's the straight the... guy. The other guy's the good Oh, okay. He was the yes man. He yeah. was the straight guy. Yeah, I get it. And he was, he was hilarious. He was the Dean show. Martin and to uh, the Jerry Lewis. Exa- Asian Jerry Lewis. Exactly. He was the Dean Martin. And, and Jap- Japan is Dean known... Martin was always the funny one anyway. So. Dean, uh, Dean Martin. Japan is known for having comedy duos. That's the, that's the thing. They don't have a lot of comedians. They have a lot of comedian duos. Like almost yeah. none of their comedians play solo. 
Mm-hmm. So he, he, the two of them came off as really good. So I recognize him. Where did I know that guy from? It's been a lot of years since I've seen the television show. Well, I knew the grandfather from somewhere. God, he recognized him almost immediately, and I couldn't figure out where he's from. But you know, directly, I you know, I I knew who we were we were watching as the star in this film. We're closing the door. We're, we're closing the door because all I hear is singing, and it's distracting me a little bit. Yeah, the thing about my daughter is she'll just come in here. That's going to be. So if you leave it just yeah. a little bit open, she's gonna she's gonna yeah. be able. No? She'll just come in here. Yeah. You're like, what you guys doing? It's like a magnet, huh? Because I yeah, thought about it, that. It's it's it almost like Grinch was. If there was a closed door, she's like, "What's going on? Why is this door closed?" Doors should not be closed. Doors should not be closed unless I'm in the bathroom. That's my daughter's thing. She she closes the door for privacy in the bathroom. God, I wish I could get some of that while I was in the bathroom. Yeah, I no. can never. I just that. don't close the door. I can give a fuck. So in the starring role, we had Ichi. So it had been a long time since I've seen Ichi in a movie. I thought that was him. Yeah. Yeah. So he plays almost the, you know, not the same role, but almost the same kind of perverted kind of thing. Uh, now, Omoro, oh, Omori, Omori, Omori. Yeah. I should do that. Now, Omori, as Takafumi Katayama. So he plays a starring role, and he's this guy who's got a little bit of sadness in his life. His wife is been hospitalized and is uh, catatonic. Is that the correct she's, term? She's in a coma. She's in yeah, a she's coma. catatonic. Yeah. She's in a coma. And so he's a, he's a little bit sad, and like most of us, he's probably looking to get his kicks off. So he yeah. goes and he finds... I get this. a little bit of... Like I was telling him, yeah, I understand perfectly. It's these people, this guy, everything is, is very, in his shoulders. It's very so tense. He, yeah, in his shoulders. He's got to take care of the kid and work and, and take care of the mother. And they actually, the grandfather said, he comes every day. Yeah. So maybe this it was an escapism to somebody take care. You know, and, and somebody it, get in control of him instead of he being in control of everything. You it, know? No, and and, and you, you know you're not wrong at all. I mean that's and you'll find a lot of people who are into the BDSM mm-hmm. scene. That's exactly what they want is they want the control taken away from them. That's yeah. why you find so many people in positions of power, people who are stressed yes, out. Exactly, they want to get the shit kicked out of them because hey, they want somebody else. They in have control. they have no responsibility about. What it. I mm-hmm. found what I found curious was the humiliation was a big part of it. Because it was always in public, and of course, Japan's like one of those countries, not like here, where people would be like rushing to help the guy. Yeah, people are just like walking by, not paying attention, or at least trying, trying. not to. They're they're very English that way, you know, because <laughs> the English are the same way. They're like, oh, we're not going to notice that person because we might make eye contact, we, and that would be we bad. see it, but we're not going to yeah, acknowledge it. it. Exactly, <laughs> that, even the coworker. Yeah, even the coworker was like, I'm, "I'm just gonna watch my hands and he smile at you." <laughs> yeah, just not paying attention. I, I, and I found that interesting. And I, I believe, while I did enjoy the movie, I probably didn't understand the movie on a whole because I don't know Japanese culture well enough. Uh, I think if you were inundated in Japanese culture, and I don't care how many movies or no, anime you not. watch, you're not going to really get all the nuances of this movie. And the the very reason for the title is R100. Their their NC17 rating is basically R18, and that was the point in the movie of the old guy that was 100 years old. Yeah. 
It's R100 for a reason. You need to be 100 years old yeah. to watch this movie. Otherwise, you won't get it. You won't get it. You're, 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 exactly. you're not allowed to watch this movie unless you're 100 years old. And that that's what was funny about the the, the rating people. They're they like, just... what the hell is this about? <laughs> what is he doing? He's our most celebrated director. Sorry, go ahead. And we're getting like, are these people at the beginning, the first time. No, that was that was that was great for them to take it out of that moment. It almost yeah. reminded me of. Tam it kind of broke the fourth wall. Which yeah, is very... just, just like Tampopo did. It broke that fourth wall where you take it and it's these guys who are making the movie and it, it's very meta. Yeah. So yeah, that's a fantastic. God, I love this movie. I thought it was great. Now, to me, it was a very sexy movie. I was, fuck Fifty Shades of Grey. This. Well, movie. yeah. Did you see that? Uh, what was her name? So, her name was the the Lady of Pain. I think it was the first one, the really tall yeah. one. Uh-huh. She's actually a, a supermodel in Japan. Oh, yeah. Of course and, she is. Uh, uh, look at her. Wow. <laughs> Angular features, just one of the most beautiful women in the film. Not the most, I think, but I think the uh, there's a woman, uh, one of the ladies, I think, All the maybe the voice the lady, mm-hmm. the one that throws her voice. She's actually a comedian. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's very actually good. a comedian. Oh, I'm sorry, almost because a couple, two or three of the ladies were not very beautiful, or not beautiful at all. But all the rest, were yeah. Gorgeous. Well, I love the the way they had every body type, the way they had every age. Well, they had but, some younger, but that was that was one of the things I did notice that a lot of the pretty women were older, mm-hmm. and you know, Asian don't this. crack. So when you can see that they're older, they're really old. Well, uh, yeah, and. Uh, one of the, one of the things I tried to find in this movie, which it wasn't there at all, I must admit. After the by the end of the movie, I was like, what I was looking for was not there. I was looking for a dichotomy of of uh, man v women almost. Uh, like uh, I I kind of glommed onto this. This is uh, women in society, but this is women like fighting back. He wants the women to speak to him to to do something to him. Um, uh, there was a point in the movie where the only people he trusted was men. Like, total strangers would come off the street and go, you need to stop doing this. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And those are the people he trusted. I'm like, you don't trust any women, just the men. And I, I, I was trying to find that that kind of sexist thing. It was not there. It, was it, was, not- it wasn't that there at all. And but uh, I- uh, that's why I need to watch it again to kind of find out a little bit more of what's going on and I th- as far I th- as I think kind it of will. sub I, th- I think you will because a lot of a lot of it and you you talked about it being the humiliation but a lot of it actually was this display of sexuality in public that was kind of uh, much like Battle Royale like you watch Battle Royale and it's this movie with kids killing each yeah. other but really there's this whole underlying scene where it's the old people or the young people telling the old people to fuck off and it's a very yeah, it speaks to Japanese mm-hmm. culture this movie it does as well speak to Japanese mm-hmm. culture and it's this guy who is being sexual very publicly. Very publicly, he's got the sexuality going on, and everybody's trying to ignore it, and he's throwing it in their face. And that's, that's I think, you know, he has those euphoric moments where it's kind of like, it's kind of like somebody coming out of the closet and going, look, this is who I am. Fucking accept me. Well, um, yes and no. I mean, what little I know about Japanese culture, and my wife has enlightened me a little bit on, uh, enlightened me a little bit on, on, on it because she's because been watching an anime uh, for about a year straight. That's pretty much all she watches unless she's sitting down with me. Um, is that, uh, <laughs> and, and just from reading some articles and, and some, uh, inter- seeing some interviews, 
uh, sexuality is viewed a lot differently there than it is here. I mean, uh-huh. they do have the no-tell motels, and they're very big. They're they're huge, and they the the sexuality there's a little bit different, and things are viewed much different. A lot different. I'd, um, I'd say a lot and different. And even even things is. And she was just explaining this to me this morning about abortion. There, um, it's they're they're really into protecting the woman's body over the 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 quote-unquote uh, future baby that's inside them. It's not even a future baby to no. them, though. No. Exactly, yeah. And and to me, that's, that makes more sense. I would rather protect the living creature that is in front of me than uh, a, something that's not even alive yet or, right. or something that doesn't even exist. There's no, you know, I'm sorry. And I, I, th- I found that amazing. And it's it's a unique culture, right? Like they they've have this. It's not they have, necessarily unique, but yeah. They ha- well, it's different than ours. Not unique. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> okay. fucking different than ours, right? They have this this culture that. Ex- no, they fuck the same. I've seen their porn. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> they have this culture, right, where everybody's you know sex- sexuality is much more. It's not not that it's forgiven, but it's not looked down upon. Having a sexuality is not looked down upon, but it's not something you bring into society, right? Like you don't walk around being a sexual person. Yeah, uh, your your public face is your 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 public face, and it shouldn't display any sexuality at all. But what they do in private, nobody really cares about either. Like you know, they have. Uh, geishas and hookers and all this other stuff, the underground, and nobody really cares about it. You're not frowned upon for partaking in it. But at the same time, you can't show a penis or a vagina in their porn. That shit has to be blurred out. So it's, mm-hmm. it's this real interesting... And, and that was the first thing I noticed in this movie is the gal's taking a shit in the stall or a piss or whatever it is, and he gets off on seeing it, but the guy who's shooting the film, the director, can't even show it, right? Because that would that would. I was hoping they weren't going to show it because I that would have turned yeah, out but the if, movie right there. I just, <laughs> no poop. But thank it, you. And it's not that it's not that the film loses any for not showing. But if it had been a British director or an American director, and the first person I thought of, of course, was they uh, would have zoomed out of the toilet, lifting the shit on the camera, and then went oh, right to yeah, his face. Yeah, no, if no. this had been Danny Boyle, you would have seen that shit, and it would have flushed, and it would have been in somebody's. We did face. see Danny Boyle's shit, so. When when he yeah he has to go after his suppository you're right exactly so this film even still a brilliant scene I still cringe when I see it but it's so even scene. even though this film opens on but that, that has a completely different sh- point sorry <laughs> even though this film opens on that scene we're not allowed to see the shit or the piss because if if they had the that film wouldn't have been able to be shown to a Japanese culture. It wouldn't have been R eighteen. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't. It would have been R one hundred. And who, you know, I don't know what percentage of the Japanese are R one hundred, but not many. <laughs> like that was the point. <laughs> but how many people are a hundred years old? Can they even make it to the movie theater? <laughs> and, and if there are some that are a hundred, can they make it to the movies? The only thing about this entire film that really confused me was the very end when they show him pregnant. Now that that just like what I didn't oh, get it. I didn't other, the other scene when she is eating the grandpa or oh the woman with the big mouth was eating people yeah no I, that was fine Did you find yeah that was fine yeah. I, 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 I know that grows that, that, that's a way of uh, giving rebirth to an I older know. generation and, and, and letting the them provide scene. substance and having, having an impact on culture you know See, old, pe- I, old people are something to be revered you know they're not dead and cast away you bury them in the ground See, I found that in a different way. I, I, the way I saw it was his fetish 
or his obsession or whatever you want to call it with the BDSM or whatever you want to call it, the, the sadomasochism, um, and getting beaten was essentially swallowing his whole family. Oh, that could have been. That, and, that's, that's and, another, right. and that's what he was fighting against. Right, and then and toward the end, and then he completely gave into it when that very extremely large lady uh, came and took him into the uh, the shed and beat the ode to joy into him. The ode so. to joy, yeah, exactly. The and then you, you get you, we get to hear the ode to joy. And speaking of ode to joy, I am not going to enjoy drinking any more of that, so we'll just put it to the side. All right, that that'll be our in beer. <laughs> or our beer when afterwards. Uh, and, and also love the and beer. also how when the the of Joe comes and all the yeah that can dominatrix be nice. became cor- the chorus. Yeah, the dominatrix became all the angels, became the chorus and, and they became the, the angels. angels in Ode to yeah, Joy. Yeah. No, and yeah, I, I think. But you, I, 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 that that was kind of the 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 exclamation point or the the icing on the movie was was the fact that he reached Nirvana. Yeah, he's probably going to be killed, but he reached Nirvana. And not to finish the conversation before we get to the next beer, but I'm going to anyway. So the whole thing with the birth, right, is it's just the start of his new life. He, is, he has climbed the fucking BDSM mountain. He has topped the BDM, BDSM mountain. And now he's going to give birth to his new self. And that's, that's where the whole pregnancy Yes, I from. understand. Oh, see, I didn't I get did. that. I didn't I, I did, didn't, I, I did didn't get, get that, that but the scene was perturbing. You know, very... Uh, well, it wasn't a, disturbing. I just didn't was? get it. And I, some of the images, I swore I've seen those before. Yeah. And, and it, the, the whole man giving birth thing is not new to the Japanese cinema. You know, you take a look at... Uh, t- it's not new to anybody. Anybody, but you look at, take a look at you know the other movie that jumps out of my head is uh, Takeshi Miike's Gozu. That that movie I have not seen. That. Apparently, it's pretty with a man gonzo. giving birth, and that is a Gonzo film. One of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> Nicole's over there going oh, no, no. As much as as much as I don't enjoy horror films, Takeshi Miike does it for me every yeah, time. Yeah, I've seen Ichi the Killer, but that was back when you showed it to me. I think I was way too drunk to remember any of it. But it might be time to revisit that one. Well, I, 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 yeah, I think this it is, is a yeah, movie hard to watch. I, I think if, if you are, you don't approach with some kind of knowledge or respect for the Japanese culture, you should not um, not not watch it, but. Even criticize this movie because yeah I I uh, sorry go ahead uh, because it's it's a difficult movie if you arrive blind it, you know I, I don't have that perspective but I could see where it could be I could see where a lot of people couldn't be I read uh, a couple of uh, reviews of this film one was on uh, uh, Ebert uh, whatever his name is uh, I thought they were sites. both dead. They are, but his site's still going, and he has several people that he had on the site already mm-hmm. reviewing movies. This guy gave it like two stars. What? Or two or, yeah, it was like two and a half stars. And he said, yes, it's a good movie, but then it gets just too weird. I mean, essentially, he doesn't really understand where it's kind of going. I mean, he does understand, it, but it's also at the same time, he's coming from a place that... Too foreign for them. It, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a little too foreign. It's, I think it's somebody that doesn't watch a lot of, perhaps... Uh, Japanese films outside of like Kurosawa and, and like the the big guys the big, yeah, guys. The big guys exactly um, and, and the other one was the New York Times and he just tore the movie apart saying it's just yeah it, I think all he does is show his own stupidity to be honest with you I mean I, I haven't read kind the review of, and, but. and really in his review he showed his own ignorance of Japanese culture right. yeah. 
And that is that, exactly that what was, I'm saying. That was the problem with you the know, New York Times. You know, you should not review this movie if you do not understand. At least, you know, my understanding of Japanese is with respect, at the same time, very, very coded. You know, mm-hmm. I don't understand it, but I love it, and I want to understand it. And I understand this film, but I like it. But if I arrive just blind, and if I show this to my, to my dad, and he has a lot of respect for the Japanese, but I say, no, yeah. no. And he's going to say, I didn't get it, and he's just going to completely, no. This might be a good intro to Japanese culture for kinksters, because I think like people who are on a kinky level, like you guys jump to the conclusion right away about how a lot of the things he was getting is because he's in this very dominant position, right? He wants to be dominated in his he wasn't, life. He wasn't necessarily in a dominant position. Well, and he, if he, you look, um, I watched the Blu-ray, granted, um, but if you look at the color and the grain of the film, uh, most of it is very grainy and very kind of washed out. Mm-hmm. All the colors are washed out. But when he starts getting beaten or when he get, becomes humiliated certain colors begin to pop out like if you walk, the, he's walking down the street in one scene and then this woman comes just from across the street and just starts kicking the shit out of him <laughs> that was and great. then and then some of the people walking in front of him their bags are really blue and there's just little colors begin to pop out there was a raincoat essentially yeah there's a raincoat in one scene and and that's the point his his life is boring, washed out, and you're right. You guys are right. There's a lot of stress on him, but he's he, he's probably somewhat overwhelmed. But he's also feels stuck. Right. He feels like bland, and and you can see that in his job. Oh, yeah. And then a guy in the uh, tuxedo comes and starts talking to him, which completely refers me to Dorara. Yeah, the, the there's an anime. And a guy is in that exact same outfit, looks exactly like that guy. In, he's a character in this other mm-hmm. anime. And I swear it's a callback to that anime. It has to be. Because <laughs> he looks exactly, he even wears the same glasses, everything. Looks exactly like the character. But, uh, um, you know, he start, colors start to pop out with, even, in, even in that scene. I'm going to have to watch it on DVD, I think. No, Blu-ray. I got, you, mm. I got your Blu-ray. Right. Okay? Yeah, I got yeah. it for you, man. I bought this movie. I was supposed to get a one-sheet, and I never did. But that kind of pisses me off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that's kind of what I was saying, though, is that aspect, right, of the BDSM that yeah. you're jumping to and that you see right away is, is an aspect of BDSM even in American culture. Mm-hmm. Or, it's everywhere. Or everywhere. Everywhere. That a lot of people could see and recognize that that's not that that aspect is not unique to the Japanese. Right. A lot of the other that's film six. is 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 unique to Japanese. Culture. I think I to be honest with you, I think this is a little over the top because that, that's, that's kind of the point. Yeah. But well, BDSM isn't necessarily somebody coming and beating the shit out of you in public. Not necessarily. No, it's generally sometimes the majority of times by very private. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, you take control of me. I mm-hmm. am putting myself in your hands. Mm-hmm. And it is There's usually a give and take, and, oh. uh, and and all I was just trying to say dialogue. Was, all I was trying to say is that I think that even if you don't know Japanese culture, if you're in, if you're a bit of a kinkster, you could probably see enough into this film to at least watch it and enjoy it, and then maybe that would get you interested in the Japanese culture. Well, I think you also need a sense of humor. I think you can get into any culture because there all is- of us, no matter what culture there is, it doesn't matter what culture it is, they have the, all the genres that we have. Yeah. I mean, they have comedy, they have sci-fi, they have horror, they have, uh, and of course, we, we all arts. see the drama, uh, and they have action movies. 
every culture has this. I've not not met many a kinkster that didn't have a sense of humor. It kind of comes with it. Yeah, yeah, you better, <laughs> especially about yourself at some point. right at some so. point. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed this film. I was glad glad I that I watched too. it. I was glad that I watched it back. I'll, yeah, it was the day after I watched Fifty Shades of Grey, and, and I'll say that anybody who enjoyed Fifty Shades of Grey, you're gonna love this movie. This no, they aren't. That no, they aren't. They aren't. No, they're not. That is the thing because it's. I haven't really, seen Fifty really Shades. Um, Diane is gonna enjoy this movie. Uh, yeah. If Rick no. sat next to her, petting her, making her feel comfortable, yeah, everything no. is gonna be alright. No. Yeah, don't worry, don't you worry, think honey. She's gonna like it. I know you're gonna mm. suffer. No, she would not like this movie yeah, at I all. Think, I think because it, again, that goes back. Uh, no offense to, no offense to her. No, of course but, not. But um, Americans need things written for them. They need a written invitation to like a movie, and we write those into our movies. So I go back to that. Sorry, not that argument again. It's not. It's not even an argument. You agreed with me. Yeah, we had a very good discussion about this. It was a horribly drunken discussion, but right. Yeah, I would not disagree with you. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Anyway, I like the movie. But I'm sorry. I laugh. I laugh a lot. Dan's got layers. A couple of scenes disturb me. (laughs) A couple of scenes disturb me a lot, but that was the point of the scenes. They were supposed to be disturbing. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed. I enjoy it yeah. completely. I really <laughs> like how they changed the tone at the end of the movie, yeah, right? But it was like oh, also, you know, the, the Raiders guys, they they just arrived, all the seriousness, but it's only the comments that were so poignant. Poignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poignant. The rate ra- ra- the rating people, yeah. They were hilarious. <laughs> they were. But my favorite part of the whole movie was the very end where the old guy sitting in the theater laughing. <laughs> yeah. He's the one that gets the euphoric Right. Well, I mean, that's his master creation. You know, he yeah. spent all of his life, and this this is where it culminates, and this is what he's getting off on now. It was a great film. I mean, you know, I recently watched another Japanese film that should have been as good, and it wasn't. Which one's and that? I, God, I wish I remembered the name off the top of my head. I might have it to. Must not have been that. Good. You know, something we were supposed to watch. It was like uh, I won't even get into it. But it was. It's kind of sad because it almost has the same type of Gonzo ending, where the movie at the end of the movie changes into something completely different. Yeah, but. Not nearly as good as this. I mean, if you're if you're any kind of fan of BDSM or Japanese culture, R100 is a film for you. I'm not yeah. saying it's Tampopo, but it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's enjoyable, it's yeah. Not Tampopo. But also, the first part of the movie is very sad. What part of the movie is sad? You know, I don't. I'm sorry, but the grandfather is talking to the to the daughter. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was a beautiful scene. Yeah, that was a very beautiful. Was and a beautiful you know, and the husband comes and. And that is a very sad, and, and makes you understand our main character more. You know, he no, is living a very sad, monotone, monotone life. So he wants adventure. He wants more. He wants something more. I, and then, that, that's the point of the grain of the film. Right. And, the, and but the, he got the, out of his the hands. pale colors. Is, and is, I, it represents it, our main character. It, I think it's it's that moment, and almost in particular, where it kind of shows the level of how good this movie is mm-hmm. in that it drops in this scene that doesn't need to be there but it does to make the movie that much better like you know mm-hmm. you, you could you could rip that two minutes out we don't need it the, the film still plays no, the same but, I, but to bring it in adds that much more heart and poignancy to the to story main character yeah so I mean that that just illustrates actually how good the film is despite the fact that you know it's subject matter is kind of fluffy floofy 
something quirky, weird. Who knows? Quirky. <laughs> It's very odd. Dan Savage, I'm sure, has a term for it. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he would make one up if he didn't have one. This is very slappy. It's very, it's very slappy, sloppy, slappy. I don't know. I've, I don't. I haven't listened to much Dan Savage. I can't get past the first like three or four minutes of his podcast. He always starts with a monologue. Yeah, it pisses me off. That's too bad. I like Dan Savage. Uh, you and I have very different. Podcast tastes. Yes, that's true. So, but like, like I said, you, um, I think I think Rick is the the balance to our yin and yang. But that's you know, the I think you're more yang and yeah. I'm more yang. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, what do you think of the old chub from Oscar Brewing? I like this one a lot. It's good. Uh, you know, I hated this beer. Yeah. I hated it. You, Have you ever had it? it out of the can or the bottle? No, it's fucking it's first terrible. time I've ever had it. This is really good. This I've seen really the good. cans around. It's a though. Scotch ale. Can oh, it's you, a scotch? you see that? Yeah, it's a scotch That's ale. not a scotch ale. It's not a scotch. I thought no. we were drinking a porter. No, I, me too. Um, but no, it's a scotch. Knowing, it's, it's, knowing that is a scotch, do I rate it the same? I better, I, better, uh, I better look this up real quick. Martha Stewart. Hold on. No, I think you might be right. It tastes very scotchy. I just thought it, it was a porter because it's fucking black okay, as midnight. Google. Oscar Old Chubb. Got your old chub right here. Oscar Blues Brewing, Oscar Brews Breweries. Old chub is a Scottish style ale. Boom. It's as black as a porter. It is, but I think this is actually very delicious. If you can get old chub right out of the uh, tap, you're doing good. Out of the bottle, I just did not enjoy it. Uh, Gosh, yeah. I'm not going to rate it as a scotch. It does have a lot of scotch flavor with a really dark back end, and it's a really dark color. It it is very, very caramely, but uh, like Mm. like a scotch ale generally is. But, yeah, you're right. That back end is is very porter-esque. It's very smoky, and and but not too bad. Mm. It's I think this is this would be a three point five or a four for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably rate it three and a half. Uh, knowing that it's a scotch, yeah, three and a half. Because when you start playing in the scotch field, and you got to go up against uh, North Fork Scotch, oh it, yeah, yeah well. or uh, Silver City Scotch, that's a tough that's a that's a tough game to play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, especially with North Fork, they they do such a perfect scotch. Oh, by the way, North Fork, they're uh, specialty brews. You can now take away. Oh, they're letting you put them in a growler and take them. Yeah, away. but a half growler is like twenty bucks. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's a good shit. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely. Delicious. They have two new brews. Yeah. Um, perhaps the uh, next podcast uh, we will have it. Hopefully that'll be in my place. But mm. well, uh, it's going to have to be because Sunday. Is Jimmy Lee still going away for the week? No. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? No, we're talking, I'm talking about next week. The next week. You're you're gone next week. Yeah, but not Friday. Okay. I was, about, my place. I was talking about this Sunday because you said Yamile was going to I Seattle. Know, no. Yeah, but the, the, she, the tickets were gone. The, the tickets were sold out. She was going to go see uh, the, Supernatural. the Supernatural convention uh, in Seattle. So. Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, a it's a TV show. Oh, I was going to say right here in Blaine, we got the Supernatural baby. I got your Supernatural right here. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to I'm going to turn over to here and talk you. to actual <laughs> humans. <laughs> Nobody will pay to see me. I can see you for free. <laughs> I've bought you many a drink. I just cook for you and you come to Jeff my pays house. me. He's bought me drinks. <laughs> I cook for you. You can see, it's not free. <laughs> Tuh, motherfucking duh. Done. Gas, food, or ass, nobody rides for free. <laughs> 
what's that from? That's an old cool colloquialism. Collo- Try it again. Colloquialism. No, colloquialism. I, no, I still didn't get it right. No, it's okay. Colloquialism. Yeah. I fucked it up earlier. So. Isn't that colloquialism? Colloquialism. I believe you, is how pronounce it's pronounced. You? The listeners. Colloquialism. And that has been Beer Plus <laughs> it has, 3. It has. We're so done. We're, um, but you know what? We've enjoyed this, and thank my wife. And yeah, We needed, yeah, perfect. You know what? Thank you, Rick, for leaving. I got to have control for about 3.5 seconds. And, and really, Rick, I feel pretty good. Rick would not have brought enough of a review to that movie that you made. He he's going to hate this fucking movie. <laughs> he's he going to so yeah, so hate it. <laughs> he is going to despise this You know movie. what? You should have gave him the disc, and he could be sitting on that couch watching the ocean, finger-banging his wife on the couch with a laptop uh. in front of him. Getting off on this R100. I don't want that scene in my. I don't want that scene in my mind. No, you're fired. Yeah, you are. It's course. seaside. What else do you do? There's nothing the kids else. Are there. There's there's not even a beach there. There's barely a beach. Yeah, there's sand, but it's cold, wet clay sand. So that's why you're sitting on the that's, side. That's why you go to Mexico and go to a real beach. You sit inside next to your fire, <laughs> looking out the window, finger blasting the lady next to you, or yourself. Yourself. I, I can see that. I yeah. can see him doing that. It's enjoyable. Yeah, there you go. Watching it's, hentai. It's all good. Watching, Watching hentai. hentai. <laughs> exactly. Watching some hentai, but live action hentai. Bye bye. <laughs> good night, Ned. Anyway, that's been Beer Plus Three. Have a wonderful evening. You know you want it, baby. Oh, yeah. You know you want it bad. Here it comes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, baby. Here's a wet wipe. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Michael Zamora and our very special guest, Jamile Sanchez Salmon. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night. Make sure it doesn't go to sleep. <laughs> what you playing now? Look at no puppies. Yeah. yeah. Just sticking them the in there. The other one's the mixture board. I don't think we want to turn that down. No. Okay, we're good. Uh, sleep, right? Power settings. I mean, I'm certain that. Te amo, bebe. Nikita? Te amo. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. The last one thing I like to do in my hometown is. Well, you play video games. Barely. Barely. Whenever I get into a game, I get into it. It's funny, though. You know, like, Liliana comes home, she starts playing right away. It's like, well, were you at work or at school all day thinking about coming home to play this game? Yeah, I do. I do the same thing. And I'm in front of a computer most of the day, too. I don't pay attention in class. I just think about... I was like... What game is it? What she say? She's she trying to think about how many Skyrim. how many potions she was going to need to buy. How long she was going to have to wait for the vendors to have enough potions? Is that really what you do with your time?
Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, ah, it's good for math. Yeah. She's learning math. I, I did the same thing. And I went to different cost? stores in different places. Now, if this store has more and they can sell me more, so you go to it's different stores. It's good stuff. It's good for it. That's like stuff. basic math. Though. That's a problem, man. I need her thinking about advanced concepts, not about when the potion oh, shop is going to have enough potion. Okay, get her back. Get her into WoW, into the uh, um, auction house. She'll start using advanced math. Yeah. Because that shit is advanced. What she doesn't, have you played Portal? Yeah. Uh, you should play all Portal? Portal. Oh, yeah, too. you should definitely play bit. Portal. And that is uh, a lot of reasoning. Lots of puzzle. Yep. Solving puzzles. Three-dimensional ones. And, yeah. Thinking outside the box. There's a box. Don't think in it. In the Animal Crossing community, I have to keep track of all the inflation. Really? Oh, well, that's, that's pretty good math. But that's not Skyrim. How come there's no inflation in Skyrim? You, you there's could, no real people in Skyrim. Well, no, you can download a mod. Inflation mod? That would be good. Yeah. Also, it's a mod that the more you buy in one store, the better prices you get, depending on... Blah, blah, blah. No, the more money they have, because it, it calculates that they sell those items for, mm-hmm. like, a value, and then, yeah. It basically creates an economy within the Skyrim. WoW has an economy. Yes. Wow. In fact, there's economic professors that are now like studying the uh, economy within wow. WoW. It's funny, though, because Diablo 3 was supposed to be that game where, where the economics finally came to like fruition. But didn't have and then it just failed. It just completely oh, flopped. It utterly failed. But the, the thing about uh, WoW is... Is they're really learning a lot? How essentially we bartering, we, we money, we, money we created works. our own, our own. I can't even hear myself. Our own, uh, our own economical systems, and they're also learning a lot on how uh, you know the markets. How they work, right? The different algorithms, like, like, like so. they put an example cool in, in the auction house. Sometimes I went I to to it. sell something. Before I put it to sell, I see if they All have something of the same, you know, Please. like my thing, and huh. see how much they're selling it. Yeah. So I always put it cheaper, so I sell it faster, a little bit cheaper, I sell right. it faster, you know. Everybody does that. But sometimes it's Not like this item, Squish it, down in the it is this item that is really kind of rare, but because it's kind of, you know, it is, you have to mine for it. Mm-hmm. But you go and see how much they're selling it for. Like one day they're selling it for, let's put, Ten gold, and then some asshole is floods the market. That, yep, said, "Oh, nobody is selling it. I'm gonna put it for a hundred gold." So this price starts from there. So every time that I saw that, I went and put it back for for ten gold, and the next, so the price went back back down, and mm. this asshole had to 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 reevaluate his assholeness. Right. You know, so you have... <laughs> you lay his assholeness. <laughs> so you that. have to be very careful for those people that... They, they, oh, they, they were... You know, but no, mm. the, the auction houses, you know... Sometimes it was like three, four hours just in the auction house yeah. doing stuff. See, know? I always went the other direction. I went for prestige. If I was going to sell something, I'd look at it, see what everybody else was going to sell, and then I would differentiate my product by putting a 20% higher cost on it. Didn't sell every time, but when it sold, I made much more money than everybody else. That's true. That's true. And it would stand out, too, because they'd hit that list button, right? And mine would be all by itself. Everybody else would be listed all together at the same stupid price. Sometimes you have so many things that you just want to get rid of the majority Mm -hmm. of the the things. That is the thing. I I was just always a cheap seller. I had this last time. There was a chip or something in it. 
But oh. I didn't enjoy the auction house. <clears throat> yeah. well, See, I, I hated it. I, I had so little patience for it. But, but that's why Unless I, had so I had like money. a purple item, that's the only thing I'd put in there. It was like purple items. Everything else was like, nah, just sell it to the vendor. Yeah, he sold but, things to the vendors. Asshole. I could care less. And it was like, I don't have time or the patience to do this shit. I got a finite amount of time I get to play, which is about this much. Yeah, that is the thing. And I want to go hack shit apart or have a good time exploring. And that's why the Star Wars game was so good, because you could you could spend all your time running your shop and, and selling your stuff, and then you could send your androids, your, your R2 units, out on missions for you. So you didn't even have to play the game. You could just play the economic game. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Was that uh, Old Republic? Or was yeah. That the, uh... No, it was Old Republic. Oh, was it? Awesome. Yeah, it was sh- dumb, too, right? Because you spend all this time in town walking around doing stupid shit. It's like, I never get to do anything. My robots are doing it all for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Nah, that's a failure. It's it a, was a failure. It's I a think. grinding game. Why would, why would I spend all my time? All of there? those. Even WoW was a grinding Fuck game. that, man. I Go guess. kill five of these. Yeah. Bring back five of these. When I started, when I started to do the achievements in WoW... It was very fun. I'll read. I'll go read a better book or something, you know. Love you too. I'm never doing that nonsense again. No, I don't think that I'm going to do no, that. I, no, I wouldn't do it. The only one that I would even think about doing is The Secret World. But it's basically like being in a book. Because there's, it's more reading and there's more plot and puzzle driven yeah. than anything else. And the thing that I noticed of, of, of WoW, I would already record on the podcast. Mm-hmm. For about seven minutes, we're recording. But you didn't introduce or anything? Uh, well, we haven't started the podcast yet. No. We'll get there. Uh, anyway, um, is that I, I realized in WoW that it was a moment that I didn't know what was going the story. I didn't know what was going No, I never knew the story in WoW. I only knew... The Sylvana I only way. knew my beginning stuff. And he, I stopped reading. At about level 10, you stop reading the quest. You just click, click, click. Got the quest. How many of these do I need to kill? Or how many of these do I need to collect? I'm I, off I right. think you had it right on the last episode when we talked about Oregon Trail. Maybe we need to go back to Oregon Trail games. No. no. Let's use our imagination, man. Let's use our brains to play a game. That's I what just, RPGs I, are for. I just want to read. No, an RPG is to grind, right? No, it's no, not. No, no, RPGs. No, they're story-driven. Real RPGs are story-driven. You know, like Neverwinter. And Neverwinter was story-driven, yeah. And Dragon Age. No, those are RPGs. It's a story that you have to figure and out. You and you involve yourself in And story, it has a beginning, so. a middle, and an ending. I want Absolutely. to choose your own adventure that's just more complex it, than a book can deliver which is Oregon Trail Oregon Trail <laughs> then you, you then you need to play well no that's Oregon Trail wasn't story driven at all well it was basic you know there wasn't a lot you, you Oregon Trail was more you than the game oh right? no there's not enough supplies oh there's there's Indians oh there uh, your mules just died you died of dysentery the, the game served as <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the entire game. The game served as a platform you died. for your imagination. You yeah. were adding more to it than it was ever giving you. You know what I'm saying? No, no. Yeah. I'm not I don't know what you're saying. I got more out of freaking that shitty E. T. game on the Atari than I did out of Oregon. Four player Pac Man though, that's just the They bomb. actually recreated Oregon Trail but with graphic a little bit of graphics yeah. and it's called it's a zombie version of it. And it's called Oregon Trail. Or so, you can, you can buy that on Steam. Apparently, it got pretty decent reviews. I'll have to go back and check that one out. I think it's very out. nostalgic, though. They also came out with uh, Zork. Remember those games? Mm-hmm. Those were good games. I don't remember those games because I never had a PC if I wasn't oh, at no. school. Zork. And we were only allowed to play, not Super Mario, but Mario Brothers. 
Nice. With the crabs and Donkey Kong and Oregon Trail. We wow. couldn't play no Zork. All we got was Oregon Trail. That's the only game we mm-hmm. had in class. I have to ask my buddy Romero about it. Him and Chris oh, always were get him playing, playing uh, Mario Brothers. And then when that Super Mario Brothers dropped, man, that was a game changer. Super Mario? Yeah. Is it one that you play? The difference between Super Mario and Mario Brothers? Yeah. Huge. Huge, yeah. Big time difference. Suddenly there's colors. <laughs> there was colors in the other one, yeah. too. Yeah, it was like eight. Yeah, but it was eight. pretty lively. It was yeah, it was definitely eight bit. It was definitely kind of that. Uh, yeah, and we had sixteen thousand on that NES system. Yeah, exactly. Stepping up, got the sixteen. Very nice. Mm-hmm. What's up? You going to be on the podcast? Uh, no. No. We don't want to share. I like how, how you had to think about that. You're like, I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I'll tell these old guys what's up. Yeah. In my old guy colloquialism. So you guys got a party at nine? Yeah, we should probably start this. Yeah. <clears throat> do your do your thing, sir. I was getting there. I was just kind of. I clear. noticed there was a comment on one of our SoundClouds. Somebody put that on there. Like, oh, it's Mecca Lecca High. Mecca Lecca High. Mecca High. Mecca Heine Ho. That's from uh, Pee Wee Herman. Did they know that? I think so. Yeah. I, I wonder. I didn't know that. The only person that ever comments on there is Romero, so it must have been him. I don't know. It was on one of our previous podcasts when you first started doing the Mecca Lecca High. Mecca Lecca High, Mecca High, Mecca Heine Ho, Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heine Ho. Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heine Ho. We're very mellow today. We're going to take it up a notch here. Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heine Ho. And we're going to go and touch some hoes right now. Apparently. I'm sure. Don't touch. What's wrong with hoes? Nothing, but I want you to touch them. Oh, okay. I, you just look only. Just look. Window shop. Look, there's like some prostitutes. Yeah. I cannot touch them. They could be three-dimensional. Like They could be more for sensory me, input actually, than just me, seeing them. You might be able to smell them. For me, it's a difference. I don't think I want to. No? Yeah, for me, it's a difference between, I don't know. A prostitute? A prostitute and a whore. And a whore? But it's the same thing. Yes, but for me, in my different brain, it's a different Prostitutes, you know, they're professionals. Whores, are, for me, are just those bitches that don't... See, I've never called anybody I know a prostitute, but I've called lots of the people I know whores. So there must be a difference. It yeah. could be. It could be. Could you be. know, I, I think in our modern thinking... Call know, girl? A whore is like, I'm sorry, it's every time that you get angry at somebody in TV, you know, this stupid... Bitches that are doing these stupid decisions, stupid whore. Yeah. You know, somebody that treats men badly, and you know what I mean. It just juices yeah. them, and for me, that's a whore. Those are whereas assholes. a prostitute's taking it in fair trade because I would gladly yeah. give my cash over. Yeah, right? those are a jo- that's that is a, a job. Fair trade. That is a job. The other it's ones are just yeah. whores. <laughs> A job with a uniform. Every job has a uniform. I know that literally. literally Even means, douchey IT guys. I know that literally it means it's the same. But the way we use it is different. Yeah. There's a beginning in here someplace, Rick. I don't know if you're yeah, going to catch no, it. No, there will be. There's Right now, in fact. Here it comes.